This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, it's Lowell's. We're bringing on Nelson Adcock from Cut Sweats. He's a man about the DFS town, is always out there keeping a lookout, the watchdog uh, of the DFS industry, pointing out when these touts are getting out of pocket. So we're going to have some fun things to discuss with him today. Let's get to it. I, does he think... I it's think he thinks goat. this He thinks this is a goat. Vegas Dave thinks this is a goat. Hot, naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. Type in one for yes, two for no, and let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. Please, Please don't do bus. Nelson, someone replied on uh, Twitter, our, our bear off. He said, finally. And I... I kind of agreed with him. I, it feels that it's been too long uh, for us to have not had you on. So I'm glad we were able to rectify that today. Yeah, glad to be on. Happy to mess around with you guys today. Yeah, you don't you don't troll us um, as much as some of the other guests do in chat. So <laughs> no, no. On, I do. I, I mean, it's probably my most watched show. If I had, there, I mean, without a doubt. So, but sometimes I don't catch you right live, so I miss the which is kind of disappointing because I do like to mess around and see what the live chat says, but um, sometimes a little bit late. I know it's, I, I know this is a hard thing to put on someone or, but like, how would you, for people who aren't familiar with you, I mentioned cut sweats, a very uh, great golf sweat that you run and you'll often post screenshots of how the slates developing and looking at, you know, projected win rates and stuff like that. But how else would you describe where you fit in the DFS ecosystem for people who aren't familiar? Yeah, um, I guess I've been playing DFS as a hobby for, you know, quite a while. I would say I never played it, um, you know, I never played it professionally or for a full-time job or anything like that. I got started um, golf, NFL, MLB, um, I think probably like 2015, 2016 was when I really started taking it remotely serious. I had a friend of mine that was, we got into MLB pretty good. Um and, you know, we were just playing small stakes. Um, but FanDuel used to have like these 100 man GPPs that you could play. Uh, and they would just like fill up and then the lobby would reincarnate. They would fill up again. You could play like three entries in each of them. So um, we would just like spam those from one to $10. And um, this was sort of like before people started stacking. <laughs> and it was it was quite simple. I don't know, you know. As small stakes ROI of, I don't know, 20, 25% um, with limited swings because you're only playing a hundred person field and you've got three entries. So you've got 3% of the field, um, which cuts down on the variance quite a bit. So from that, then um, sort of more into golf, I have a big golf background, um, like to play golf. So that's, that's my favorite sport. Um, and then I sort of just used DFS as like a tool for learning how to teach myself how to code, which is, I would say, being the most useful portion of it. Um, so that's, and that's how Cut Sweats got started. Um, I had had some friend, I had a friend that lived in Arizona. DFS wasn't um, legal there at the time. So he was like, dude, can I get like 5% of your action? Just, I just want to sweat on some weeks. And I was like, okay. And uh, I was like, okay. So what I would, I would, I would submit our lineups and then I would send him an Excel spreadsheet that was just like, hey, here's who we got whatever and um it had some live capability to pull in the leaderboard so you could see like okay how are our golfers doing um and then i you know started tracking like okay 
how many of our lineups have six golfers through the cut and five golfers through the cut. And that sort of was how it got started. And Cut Sweats originally started as a just a picture that got posted to Twitter every mm-hmm. 30 minutes of just one or two main contests um, and sort of lived like that for a few months. And then I was like, it would be really cool if you could go to a website and like type your username in and it would get your own lineups. Um, and that's how it progressed. So I, you know, taught myself how to do all that stuff for the first couple of years. And um, it's grown a little bit bigger than that now. What about, what about like stats knowledge? Did you have any, or did you teach yourself all that too? Yeah, I don't, I don't have a formal, I mean, I have like a minor in business um, bachelor's degree. So I took some stats classes and I, I was always good at math, um, generally advanced in math. So, you know, it just, it came, it came fairly easy and um, I probably don't do stuff the exact correct way, but um, I just sort of, sometimes I just hack my way to get there and try to figure out what the, what the best answer is. So as a golf guy and a math guy, it is DFS golf beatable because we've had a lot of, you know, <laughs> pros come on here and say, it's just all randomness. No one actually wins at golf. What What's the truth? Um, it's definitely, um, it has changed the, well, it's the one that I've tracked the most. So over time you can see just the decrease in edge has, you know, been depleted significantly. Um, is it beatable? Certainly. Um, what's the highest win rate? Uh, <laughs> you know, I would say mm, in classic where you got big fields, obviously that, you know, bigger fields, there's more recreational players in them. I could see maybe like 40, 40% ROI, 50% ROI for like literally the best player in the world. Um, but I mean, if you're beating it by 10%, that's extremely good. Um, and then I have more experience, obviously in showdown, but that's where you're, you got smaller fields there and the regs are a larger portion of that small field. So that just, you get a lot more slates, which is nice. So you can sort of fight the variance a little bit better, but, um, in showdown, you know, might be like 25% maximum ROI. So it's, it's beatable, but it's definitely, it's definitely, you know, when showdown golf first came out, I remember before data golf existed or data golf existed, but they weren't doing fantasy golf. Um, I think I had like a, the first season that showdown was available, like a 40% ROI in double ups. <laughs> I mean, people were, I mean, I don't even know how to describe what people were playing. It was just like, Oh, this person played good in round one. They're instantly on my team for round two. Um, and that that's obviously changed. There was a lot of randos in the weekend golf. Remember the weekend golf was pretty popular before showdown. Yeah. Um, you would get like, yeah, you would get like DJ who was like 30% plus on the main slate. Um, and he like played bad, barely made the cut. And then you'd get him at on the weekend for like 5% ownership. I mean, it, it was, it was totally insane. It, it is kind of, I mean, it's debatable since I've been getting my ass kicked in PGA for a while, but <laughs> it is like the one of the funner, uh, like bang for your buck too. Like if you like golf and you like watching golf on, you know, ESPN plus or whatever, it's, it's pretty fun to get you. It's kind of like, kind of like a red zone experience with NFL, you know, um, but it, you know, it can last longer. You could check in throughout the day too. Like, I, I think that aspect's going to keep it, uh, where those ran like those, you know, the guys who are running the hundred, the hundred K to first ones will be there for a while, but like that, that edge of 2017 or whatever is, is long, long gone in my opinion. And I'm not even sure like it's worth playing. Like the variance, I think the variance, can we talk about variance for a second? And Nelson's done some bankroll stuff we talked about on this show. That's really good. But the variance it's like the like so so Nelson said that there's a lot of worse players in the hundred k to first ones. This is true in every sport, right? And that's good. You want to play against guys who aren't as good as you, or knowledgeable as you, or can put together a lineup or portfolio, etc. That's the whole reason you win. But there also there's so many so many more players that your bankroll's got to be enormous to actually handle this. And a um, humble brag on Monday, I won on Yahoo. I 
the showdown and the NBA on the same night, right? But lost money on DraftKings doing the exact same process, the exact same thing, uh, especially in showdown, because the way I think you should play is this less dupier version, which means you're going to get like 20% of your money back most of the time. Uh, and you look like an idiot. And it's the only difference is uh, there's 4,700 or whatever players on Yahoo and almost 100,000 in showdown on DraftKings. And so, like, I mean, the variance is could be like years worth in golf, especially too, because of how random it is. Years worth before you see your 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 eight percent edge or something um, over over the field. So, like, my, like, like it's kind of meandering here, but like, you know, just talking about, oh, I definitely want to play the hundred K to first because that's where all the toilet the toilet bros are, are playing. It's true, but like these days your edge isn't as big and it's going to take a long time to bank that 100 K. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. I would say like most of my experience in um, simulations and um, that I've, I've been doing those for, you know, quite some time is for field sizes of like 2000 to 10,000 people. And the variance I see in those fields is like, astronomical i mean it's like a joke and then you want to go play um you know fifty thousand field mlb nfl nba contests you just like ratcheting up the variance um like to such an extreme like i think i you know in my opinion i have an edge in golf and when i run the sims i would say I think I got like 350 golf slates in last year. I mean, I basically played every single one. Um, but if you were to like look at, and let's say my, uh, I ran really, I ran decent and had about ran at my expectation, which is pretty rare, but happened. But I would say I probably only had about a 70% chance of winning on the season. And that's over 250, 300 slates. You know, you're talking about, NFL Classic is what, like 20 slates? Um, I mean, you could be the best player in the world in NFL Classic, and you probably are like maybe even not even a coin flip to be profitable on the season. If you're playing, if you're exclusively playing, you know, high stakes GPPs. You mentioned, you know, maybe the best DFS uh, PGA player might be able to approach like a 40%, 50%. Who, who are the best players right now in PGA, would you say? Uh, I mean, Let's see. I would say Nerdy, Whistles, um, Braden, B, Gress, Seth. Um, you know, that, that, that's probably the, I mean, Maklovin is, is good, plays easily the most volume out of all of those guys, um, which is kind of unbelievable how much he gets down. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I would, it's a small list as far as the winners. They just are, yeah, and Scott Sky said M. Pendle, certainly. Um, you know, Sarah Mech is up, you know, plays a lot of, I mean, just, you, you know, the people that play a lot of volume. Um, if, if, if someone has been playing a lot of volume for multiple years, I mean, you can sort of imply that they're probably pretty good. Um, that they, you know, they're not just losing their ass for five years and um, still going at it. What do you, what do you think what? of the whole Sarah Mech collusion allegations? I don't know. It's not golf related. I would assume it's soccer or something like that. I think golf too. Uh, three man's too is. Um, I, I don't, I don't sure see. I too. I had. Um, I mean, I probably have every single three man that was played last year. Um, they don't run that frequently, and they're. I didn't. I don't see anything like um, egregious in them. Yeah. Um, when you re so, when you see like the top lineups of those like some of those names that you just mentioned, um, is there like what what kind of things do you think they're doing? What kind of things do you think separate them from the rest? Because even like sounds like you guys both have pretty sophisticated processes. How are people being able to separate in that sport? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, golf is like the probably one of the most game theory sports there is, just um, because of the. Well, depends on the, if you're talking about classic, the distribution is a little bit different than if you're talking about um, showdown. Showdown is sort of like almost sort of normal-ish distributions for player points, but classic is obviously bimodal because you got people that miss the cut and stuff like that. So 
Um, they're just they're better at you know taking advantage of the, what the field is doing, and I think that is a consistent um, thing across every DFS sport. If you're a winner, PGA ownership is fairly predictive too. Um, yeah. Where if, I don't know if you guys have been playing NBA to start this year, but it's been brutal out there for the <laughs> – at least that's what I'm seeing. I don't know if anyone in chat is like – you'll see someone, if you review the slate, it's like 28% project and it's like 4%. Um, it's a it's a little rough in NBA because of the late scratches and stuff, and there's been a decent amount to start yeah. the season already. But you can kind of count on the PGA ones to be relatively, you know, within – Yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, the industry, I, you know, I, you know, I think you took the week off on your PGA ownership, which was a real bummer for me. I um, I, I forgot. Brutal stuff. <laughs> I was, you just had to ping him, Nelson. Ping him. I was on the track. He'll, he'll forgive me. I was on the track man yesterday, right? So, oh, there you go. Nice. Um, yeah, it, it is pretty good. I mean, I you know, there's a uh, quite a few people that you know publish PGA ownership. Uh, I mean, doesn't it's not that different. <laughs> I mean, even if you aggregate it all. You know the R squares are are very similar. You know the the one thing that is a little bit dicey about R squaring uh, an entire list of players is like the top guys matter. So like you're getting a lot of like in PGA for example, literally there might be 70 golfers this week that are under two percent owned. Okay, how far are you going to miss their ownership by? You're going to guess like whatever. So. The more like the more trash you have in that analysis at the bottom, that is just like, oh, everyone can get this projection right. The least, the less it matters. Um, so, like a, a better metric in all ownership, you know, analysis is like if you were to look at the top quarter of the field as far as who was the highest owned player. Okay, how did people project them and who got them the most right? Because that's really what's going to give you, um, you know, an, an edge on on the field if you're able to do that really well um jeff how does it feel nelson to be an aspirational goal for players he says i spent all of last season grinding away just trying to be plus ev in nelson's pga sims it, if if he accomplished it then he probably had a pretty decent year i would say um i you know i have at this point maybe you know i guess i i was doing really well in PGA showdown, you know, when it first came out and et cetera. And then when COVID happened, you know, golf, I think got a lot more, it was like the only sport that was going for a while got a lot more, you know, publicity, a lot more people played it. Probably a lot of people, you know, really smart people attacked it. I don't remember when Braden started beat for Seth. Um, but like, he just like showed up one day and then played like every contest and was like submitting, extremely good lineups like immediately um so it got it definitely got harder and i i don't think i had a very good 2021 in golf um and then i sort of i think like just rededicate i was like all right i started messing around with chat gpt i think it came out at that point and um just doing some extra code to try and get better at it and that's taken off but all that to say that once i did that about a year and a half ago, I guess September of 22, I started. I started tracking pretty much every single contest I played, and then I would, I had I simulate each contest, every lineup. I see what do I expect that lineup to win, and then I have the actual results. So I think I'm up to like 450 different slates where I have simulated and actual results, um, and they're you know pretty accurate. I would say, you know, the people that I think are submitting good lineups generally win and the people that are not submitting very good lineups you know generally lose so it's a long-winded way to say if he got to plus ev in the sims then he's probably doing something right you uh you tell chat gpt that i think he's a little bitch next time you see him okay yeah uh, he'll, he'll uh, know I tell him that he'll yesterday know. he'll know yeah me. um it's been on the struggle bus the last few days for me did you yeah, he pisses me off to no end. I, I got a headache once. Um, uh, did you did you do like make your own field simulations previously? Not until recently, honestly. Um, so you did, did you even good... think of that? Did you like think in your head? No, I mean I have been right. It's not something that ever really popped into my head because I was I was 
the way that my process worked, I was not capable of generating, you know, what I would think was good 5,000 team fields of a field. It just didn't even enter my brain as something that my code was capable of doing. Um, I was using like, you know, just some optimizer I wrote and it's, it slows down as you pick more teams. So it was just, it wasn't, wasn't really conceivable to me. So my approach for quite a while was I would simulate the contests and I would look at and see like, okay, why are these lineups good in the Sims and et cetera like that. And I then I like basically hacked my optimizer process to give me those teams is how I would say I did it. Um, now I have transitioned, um, thanks to chat GPT, um, you know, like on a, I, I play like showdown only on NFL. I sometimes I play the main slate, but I just don't really have any interest. Um, but for showdown, like I can make 150,000 showdown lineups it takes like two minutes. And then, you know, I go through some process to so be like, okay, which one of these are, of these are good. I'm not able to, I don't have any Sims. And I, I remember you saying something on the, I guess you guys had whistles on last week and he was saying like, maybe he doesn't do his own Sims. Like if he's using field projections and Brian had said, well, if you're just like aggregating projections, it seems hard to even come up with the simulations. And I sort of agree with that. I have no way to Sim NFL because I don't do my own Sim. So I just have to look at lineups and guess like, okay, based on the ownership and the construction and the projected points, like, do I think this is a plus EV lineup and just throw it in there. He's, he said he he does Sims, not Sim. He just picks the day and it's writes a whole new code and just wins, you know, no big deal. Yeah, I, I, Let's I not get Brian trend. in a sour mood by talking about whistles, Nelson. <laughs> I, I see this trend that, you know, since, since nerdy ruined uh, DFS, then everyone else that comes on here, that wants to talk about sims like poo poo is the sims i think it's yeah. just like i think it's just uh some jedi mind tricks they're playing and the the ultimate test we'll see you know travis says you're his favorite guest in a while but the real test is can you alienate him with sims talk and still stay in his good graces <laughs> yeah oh yeah i'm sure me, me me and petty have have some good conversations he's a good guy so I feel like one thing, too, that you've had a, a little DFS Twitter notoriety from in the past few months is kind of calling out some touts who maybe claim to be big winners in a sport. But then when you check the chain and check the data, it's not necessarily saying that. Do you do you enjoy that playing that watchdog element uh, yeah. on Twitter a bit? What's it like being in rural, rural South Carolina? <laughs> yeah. <Bump on>, South <laughs> Carolina? Yeah. yeah, I mean, yes, uh, some some of the stuff just rubs me. The wrong way i would say uh but as i've gotten older i sort of care less and then there's you know dfs is a zero-sum game so if you think someone is giving a lot of people really crappy advice <laughs> you know, there's not really much incentive to say hey all these people tell all the people that you know you're getting shitty advice um but then uh, there's some moral aspect like I, you know just something that i would not not do um but that, you know, obviously the JBC thing was, you know, he had said like he wins every day, you know, <laughs> at least like make it slightly more plausible. I mean, just, I mean, just at least be real. And that's all I said. I was like, dude, at least be reasonable with people. Like DFS is brutal. Like the games are hard. Like you could, you could really be very good and lose for an extremely long time. And, and it's not because you submitted bad lineups. It's just, that's how things work. It's just a variance. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've soured a little bit on just like releasing people. Like I used to, you know, I still do think touts anyone who pays or gets paid to for an opinion, like they they should be subjected to you know full transparency at any time. I don't I don't really disagree with that. But then of course, like if I just like I release someone's results and they're losing. It also doesn't mean they're a bad player. That's the, that's the, that's right. like the thing that could get misconstrued. Like I posted JVC's results, which were up and down, but I actually think JVC is a good, like a profitable player in golf. Like if you were to look at, um, like I can because I track the actual and simulated results, I can make these charts that like overslates like how much I think they should have won versus how much they actually won. Um, 
then well, that does that's submit like the, good lineups. That's like the opposite side of the, the variant spectrum, right? Like if you're going to post the screenshots of I won today, it doesn't necessarily mean you're a good or bad player, but it also means that you get to show the, the long-term success as well, which also doesn't necessarily say if you're good at it or not, but those are two sides of the same coin. Yeah, I mean, it's just like the the whole tout screenshot is is just it's to, it's a totally insane marketing thing. I mean, it was like Brian gonna go out there and just like pick his best lineup of each slate and like screenshot it and be like, ah, oh, look, here's 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 my best lineup. Negative ten dollars every every night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's basically what they're doing. They're just, an individual user like me or you has some subset of lineups. And we could just go cherry pick all of our best lineups every slate and be like, hey, we did good, we did good, we did good. The only thing that the tout sites are doing is they're taking all their subscribers' lineups, might be, I don't know, 15,000 lineups. And then you, they're just going, hey, this person won, this person won, this person won, but obviously not a realistic view into what the entire subset of people using their projections did. So it's, hmm. you know... It's just a brutal, kind brutal of marketing. I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate, I don't really hate that, honestly. Um, I just hate the, 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 the clear fraudulent hucksters where they're like, they're like double dealing, sending, you know, one pick to half the audience and the other pick on the other half. And then they could like, you know, play games like that um, or just like outright fraud and misleading their record and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, like, that's like obviously you said, worse. Certainly. Like J- JBC is a winning player, you know, like anyone who plays a lot of DFS knows he wins. But um, like you said, the variance, especially in golf, is so high that he can't really show that yet, even though he might be putting in good lineups because that's not the number. But, you know, if he shows the occasional lineup here that he wins, is he misleading? I mean, sure, his, he's on a negative downswing, but by your own admission, like, that could clearly happen to the best player on the planet. Yeah. So, like, I mean, what's he supposed to do? Just only show, you know, like... <laughs> like yeah, I mean, I mean and, yeah, that's that's the tough that's the tough thing. I mean, I think he probably had... Two, I think he had two 50K scores in Showdown Golf this year and was, like, break-even in Showdown Golf. So it's like, you know... But, you know, so then it's like, okay, what's the perception of someone who sees 250k scores or the guy must be you know printing money playing short on golf it's just you know i don't know that just to me it should be more transparent that's the only thing i would say i, I mean I, I'm I, not, think... I'm not, I just want to say really quickly like are we going to hold all companies to the standard you know like i don't i don't know go ahead Pete. sorry well i think nelson just to circle back on that he i mean he was holding him to the language of i win every day which is a it's a massively bold claim as opposed to saying, like, come over here, we'll teach you how to be a winner, we'll teach you how to do this. Like, that's a different thing than saying you will win every day. Like, that language matters. There's, like, car companies who've done, like, you're going to get laid if you buy this car. And it's like, yeah. like, that's not guaranteed. But does, the, does the car company result in uh, ad hominem attacks on, on Twitter when you call them out for those things? I mean, maybe these days. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, right. companies. I mean. Yeah. Nelson, but, but, you should have gotten have you should get like a byline or a credit for rewriting Run Pure Sports social media policy. I think you were directly responsible for tightening things up around there. Yeah, I mean that got out of hand. So I mean, what are what are you gonna say? I mean, I, I thought I was being reasonable at first, and then uh I mean, because it just it was such a ridiculous thing to say. I mean, just like be reasonable. I got in. I got in on those. I tried to instigate a little more to push the buttons. We need an episode. We need an episode to pop. I know. Uh, well, I was just thinking about that dynamic in general, right? Where you have um, you have touts who are who are winning players, good players, like you said. Um, but a lot of times, there's a huge disconnect, right? Because a lot of what makes these guys really good, in my opinion, is the domain expertise, the amount of reps, and all of the special sauce that goes into then having put in their ten thousand hours, essentially, of playing DFS. That is a really hard thing to transfer to your subs and the people who are trying to learn from you just via picks. These are my best plays because that's not the special sauce of these guys. It's the pro it's the process. It's the portfolio management. It's the spotting these things because they've done it a million times and just that innate feeling that they have from those reps. And so I think that's the hard thing when you're selling like, Oh yeah, be me. I've done this a million times, but all I'm giving you is a set of plays, which actually doesn't teach you how to play DFS. Yeah. I mean, I think that has changed over time, really, to be honest. Like, 
a few years ago, if you had like, if like uh, around the time Data Golf came out or before Data Golf came out, I know they've been around for a while now, but before that, if you had access to someone that had really good projections, like that probably would instantly turn you into a winner in golf. That is that the is that the case now? Certainly not. Um, you know, so that that definitely has changed, and you know. I, I am sort of, you know, responsible in the sense that I, I did teach people how to play poker, you know, back, I was a card runners coach for a little bit. And, you know, but the difference to me between teaching people to play poker and teaching people how to play DFS is the scalability of it. Like, okay, I teach someone to play poker. Okay, well, they still have to sit at a table, make all the correct decisions. Um, and they might not be playing versus me. They're generally playing smaller stakes if I'm teaching somebody. But in DFS, if you give someone really the playbook for how to make profitable lineups and win at DFS, it's like instantly scalable. And that you, I mean, and, and really you've seen it occur in the last few years where Nerdy shows up, wins, and then just enters everything and is crushing. Whistles shows up, wins, is entering everything and same thing with big reset. So it's, it's a lot more dangerous in my opinion too, especially when you're like the, some of the, like a lot of the people that the tout sites are giving advice are, these people are literally playing in contest with you. At least in poker is like, these people aren't sitting at the table with you. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, I did the same. I did say I, I did some coaching uh, for poker back in the day, but every DFS request for lessons I've ever received. And I've seen a decent amount. I always say no, but send me what you do. Just tell me what you do. And I'll tell, and I'll give you my opinions on it. Like, I think that's kind of fair, but you can't like, what am I going to do? Like give you yeah, like, like, yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Give them all your projections and your yeah. ownerships and your code to build the lineups. I mean, you know, it's, you can tell people how to think about it. Um, but yeah. even then, you know, it doesn't, the other thing, it just, it doesn't take, it does not take, many sharp people to obliterate an edge in DFS in a DFS sport. It just, it, it, there's just not well, that much equity EV to go that's around. A, that's a great segue to this question we got from Jason in the chat impact of Rufus getting into the space. I think you're well equipped to talk about his presence in question. the uh, golf DFS projections world. Yeah. I mean, I would say he got in too late. I don't know what to you know say about that. I mean, I would guess if you look at, data golf's projections and rufus's projections they're they're like not very different at all they're mm -hmm. almost there's you know and I, you know and, and so you know there that's the there's a sort of problem there is like okay he gets in the space and now okay buy buy rufus's projections and that'll make you a winner that will certainly that is not the case um so it's sort of a dilemma where it's just like Okay, he's just offering the projections. That's that's not enough. So, is it properly conveyed or what? I, I because that you know, projections <laughs> in golf are not enough to beat the game. As, as certainly, yeah. But I, I mean, I feel like the general, uh, like uh, marketing or whatever strategy for all these, almost all these sites is like projections won't guarantee you when you need an optimizer or something else, and you need to do. You know, like you said, I, mean, I think it is sort of. I think it is sort of softening a little bit, um, in in, yeah. that, in that sort of in like the messaging of how they're sending the message. Maybe I mean, Stochastic has like a billion strat, like different, like strategy videos and how to use optimizers and how to use sims and there's quite a bit of content on their site. And I mean, we had Levitan on this show say that this will not make you guaranteed winner. I think about when his roof, when those Rufus numbers came out. So, but that's, that's interesting. You did. So you didn't see when those numbers came out, you didn't see any really real change and like, you're going to lose. No, now. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I, wouldn't. I, did, I didn't see any change. I would mean like, man, uh, I don't know if I have my stuff, but the, like the average golf lineup that I submit, I, I would bet, uh, if you look at the average points, my lineup scores for the season where I won 20% or something, um, I bet my average lineup didn't outscore the field. Was not above the field average. 
And sorry, what's the what's the implication? Well, meaning like that? I wasn't I wasn't like my I was not winning because I was better at uh, projecting the golfers. Gotcha. Like you know, the edge only comes. There's only a couple ways your edge and DFS comes. It's from some product of, or you know some function of your player projections, your ownership projections, and your roster construction, and that would be like stacking and sports like that. So. You know, obviously the biggest edge is when nobody else is good at projecting whatever sport you're playing. Because then you just play the best plays and they're not even owned because people have no clue who to play. But then and people get better at projections, the line, the ownership starts to really line up. I mean, I, I can sort if I sort like lineups in golf by projected by actual ownership. The, and then see how many points those lineups score in each section. Like top group is the highest, the top 5% owned lineups. They are going to score the most points. And then the next 5% owned lineups, they're going to score the next most points. Like it's a, in golf, it's an extremely linear relationship where the higher owned a golfer is literally the more points he's going to score. So what would you say? I think, uh, you know, if, if people are say that the hand builder or the people who are don't have a sophisticated process for golf, like what is the thing that they should be focusing on the most, assuming that just good projections are now yeah. table stakes, just getting different. I would say, you know, you're just, you're just, you know, you're trying to get first place out of 10,000 people <laughs> or 5,000 people, whatever it is. And now PGA golf is ruined. Thanks a lot, Nelson. <laughs> Can I point out though, really quick too, like when when Rufus released his numbers, he took a lot of shit for like, oh, now you're killing golf. You're killing golf. Why aren't you giving out? You know, you're giving out these numbers. You're just a tout now, right? And it's like, like we like we're kind of getting at these people from both directions, right? It's like. You, you, damned if they do and damned if they don't. I, I yeah. think for most, I, yeah. most of this stuff, most people aren't fucking idiots. You know, like they'll, they, you could, if you want to buy someone's picks and gamble them, you know, I think the vast majority of people are doing it just for entertainment. And, and like, I don't think it's that big of a deal, really. I mean, there, I'm sure there's always some, someone with an issue who's going to, ruin it for the rest of us and really ruin their lives. But I think for the most part, these guys get a lot of shit when they fuck up. And um, like, you're just, you know, we're, uh, we're all adults here. Like if you want to buy JBC's picks, go fucking buy them. Like, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. Well, and I think wasn't the thing with Rufus too, right? I mean, he's the, 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 the Uber value for him, right. Is he is kind of like originating this stuff early on, like once lines are posted and he's able to pick stuff off in the sports betting markets that are off and he has a really good model. And so being early there is a huge advantage for him. Whereas with DFS, once the information's out there, everything has a longer period of time to move toward efficiency by the time lock happens. So like Rufus's big edge of being essentially what, like a market originator, it doesn't give as big of an edge with how PGA DFS works. Uh, yeah, I would say that's that's true. I don't think he posts them till Wednesday or something like that. Right. Um, for that for that purpose, which <laughs> in, inherently, you know, I'm, I don't even know if Data Golf. I don't think they up. Uh, I'm a subscriber to Data Golf, but I'm not. I don't really look at them early in the week anyway. I don't. I don't look at golf until Wednesday night. But um, Data Golf, I think. I'm not sure they change their projections. Brian, do you know? I don't. I don't know if they. I don't know if they really change. Like they're not like ever evolving from the time they post them and they post them generally like Monday afternoon or something like that. I want to say they do, but I could be wrong. I don't cause I, I do the same thing. I don't do anything till Wednesday. Okay. I, I think, uh, I don't know. I know they post them like Monday afternoon once like some odds come out and stuff like that. Um, but what was interesting is like, I, I have looked at comparing data golf first Rufus projections for a handful of weeks that, um, you know, someone sent them to me. They said, "Hey, can you look at you know the difference between them?" They were, and they weren't that different. And what's interesting is that if if true, Data Golf released them on Monday, sort of made no adjustments to them, and then you know Rufus released them on Wednesday. They've got a lot more potential input. Um, so you know, it just I think that just goes to show there's really not a huge projection edge. Hmm. Yeah, the yeah, definitely for the. Data. 
updates if there's a weather shift. Yeah, weather. That's yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If, but yeah. regardless, your point still stands. I mean, right. So it's just you know, right. I'm all I'm saying is like it's tough to tough to beat the market projecting offers. Yeah, um, I think I like one for like a few months span. I was like, oh, I'm gonna try, you know, betting on golf. And all I did was like stay up till twelve thirty or one o'clock until the next day lines got posted. Then I would just bet them, and I would go to sleep, and I would wake up, and I go, oh, okay, got a little bit of line movement, got like a three percent ROI for six months, and then gave up because it was a pain in the ass. <laughs> you, because I mean, you you, you, they're only gonna let, and they're only gonna let you win so much anyway. So it's all it's all capped, which is really yeah. the problem with sports betting. Those early lines are existing. Yeah. Really I mean, you like can't get that. much money down anyway, but you, so like, you I mean, you could easily beat golf by just like staying up until the middle of the night, waiting for the first site to post, dinging them, and then you probably get closing line value every time. Are you a Are you a golf degen? Like, will you bet long shots, the outrights, and stuff like that? Nah, I don't. I don't really. I don't really bet. I used to bet like T twenty markets, but I don't. I don't really find. I just don't do it. I mean, it's all set up to do it, but I. I just don't want to go through any more of the time of trying to beat that market. Would you be interested in joining a crowdsourced uh, syndicate crypto? Uh, <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> yeah, that's good. The uh, tell us uh, more. So, what kind of it, what's your your user base for cut sweats? I assume is just very uh, sicko DFS golf players. I mean. Tell, yeah, tell the people I mean, about Cut Sweats if, if they don't know about it a little bit more here. Yeah, I mean, Cut Sweats is just, um, I would call it, and by design, it's a skill-neutral fantasy golf website. What All we do is we help you follow your lineups once the tournament starts. So if you play Classic Slate, you could go there. Um, we like you just give us your username. We pull in automatically every single lineup you submitted, every contest you're in. You get a nice, like, you know, you can go to the PJ Tour website and star all your golfers, or you can go to our site and see all of them and see how they're doing for the day, how they're doing for the tournament. Oh, you know, are is this guy that's one shot outside the cut, is he on a bunch of five out of six teams? So, like, you need him to make the cut, and you'll get a lot more where all of your guys make the cut. So that's that was, that was obviously the main thing. I use it now for showdown. Um, so we do... I would say um, every every round for normally um, DraftKings will have a main slate and then a late slate of golf. Um, and specifically, we wait until all the golfers are on the course and then we start the sims um, just so you can sort of follow along with, you know, golf is weird because of the ways. You got morning wave, afternoon wave. So like you might have a lineup that crushed it in the morning and on DraftKings, you'll be winning for nine hours until the afternoon wave catches up and, you know, they beat you. So we just wanted to try and give you some sort of metric to say, hey, is this lineup live? Like, what's its chance of winning? What's its chance of, like, being near the top? And um, so I, I use that um, a lot. And then we do simulations after each round. But we specifically try not to do anything, like, right when stuff locks. So we just don't want, you know people to be like i don't want anyone going to the site and going wow i submitted some really crappy lineups where could do your users have a place where they're able to redeem their skolansky bucks that you hand out for them <laughs> no I, I thought about that a long time ago it's just like um i guess the first time i ever thought remember when uh monday night football used to be on the main slate and so yeah. you would have like you know you would have these lineups that we're crushing and they're just, they're like just sweating Monday night games. Yeah. Um, and I, it was like, it would be really interesting to, if there was a market where you could sell your lineup, um, yeah. you know, or some portion of, you know, there's a big money involved. Um, yeah. You know, someone well, might be willing to take, you know, 20% of their money off the table for some, some premium that you're able to offer them. Um, yeah, my I mean, my buddy really Pat Gray, who won Best Ball Mania, had his sweat come down to that final Monday night game, and he was on the phone with Bales and Jennings, trying thinking about offloading a chunk of that just to you know mitigate some of the risk of how big the swing was. Um, and it's a good thing that the the line got a little fuzzy and and disconnected there. Yeah, uh, if those guys out. are if those guys are gambling with you, do not accept the deal. 
<laughs> but like, yeah, I, I, but you, you have to understand it from his perspective, right? Because if it goes wrong for him, it goes wrong from like a 2 million down to 30,000. Like it's like just the most absurd swing, uh, there. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I have offered, um, I offered someone, um, like in a DM one time, you know, some portion of what I thought their equity was if they wanted to, um, you know, cash out, but they turned me down, but, um, it's, you know, not, not an insane prospect. I've done it. I've transferred hundred and hundred thousand. Luckily I was on the right side of that one, but, um, <laughs> what we got to talk about the, uh, the DraftKings controversy. I'm yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Sorry. I knew we I were got forgetting like something. I'm, I'm good. Okay. For, perfect. For um, um yeah, I'll pull this up from your your Twitter thread, but set the table for people here. Um, yeah, so this is actually pretty lucky that I caught it because um, it's not. I don't really like. I don't specifically look at every golfer's score and then what DraftKings scored them. Um, my general process is at some point after the week is over, I'll go back and summarize all the showdown contests. So I. I went through all the showdown contests and I was like, I know what my entry fees were. And then I look at, you know, what my program says I should have won. And this is the first week where in round one specifically, it was off like by a pretty substantial amount. And so I was like, okay, I went back and looked to try and figure out um, what the deltas were. And I just identified two golfers, Sam Ryder here and Michael Kim. And I just learned out, found out yesterday they actually played together um in this round so i think it was just a, a group error um and the basic gist of this error is you can see here in the same rider scorecard the top section starts on hole 10 meaning they started on the back nine um and DraftKings scored them as if that was the first hole so like if you're looking up here um it's like number 15. Yeah. Like on 14 there, go down a little bit, Pete. Yeah. So on, right on 14 is a 14 is a par five. Uh, Eagle. Yeah. Uh, and then you go down uh, to hole number five, they made a three on a five. So they gave him an Eagle for that um, instead of the par that he made on the par. Mm -hmm. So that's what happened. And so if you were to, it just, you know, probably something with the staff provider, just one group had the wrong um, starting hole. It's like my uh, buddy scored. They, score, they scored yeah, their golf. Yeah, well, the, and 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 then it dawned on me is I was checking um, the Cut Sweats live sims for round one, and that lineup that one up above there, Delk four or whatever, was nowhere to be seen in my sims. And I was like, because my sims were using the actual scorecards, not yeah. the DraftKings scoring, and so I had like I draft snake like as like nearly a hundred percent to win at the end of this thing. And I'm like, you know, why is Delk four, three up at the top? Um, How much do you think Delk four, three hates your guts? Well, they didn't claw back as far as I know. Well, not yet. I, I think, know, but he's probably think, uh, just cut it out. I'm waiting to get a DM from I draft snaked 88. Uh, well, who, uh, it's, it, it, just to let you know, Nelson, that's actually I draft naked 88. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even better. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe they'll send me a good DM then. Uh, and, uh, but it's just, you know, potentially, I don't know if that person even knows, you know, they don't have Sam Ryder in their lineup. Um, the second place team does not. So okay. they went from first, they went from second to first, which was worth 7,500 bucks. Um, and potentially and they just woke up and had it in their DraftKings account. And you said you, you pointed these out to DraftKings. Was that an email, a DM to DK assist? How did you communicate with them? Yeah, I just sent an email to DraftKings, uh, the VIP service at DraftKings. A fairly long email in the sense, like, just said, hey, looks like you guys messed up. Uh, here's Sam Ryder. Here's how many points he should have scored. Here's how many you guys had him. Here's his scorecard. Here's what you guys scored him. And then I did the same thing for Michael Kemp, just like something is wrong. Um, and then I didn't hear back from them for like, well, they were like, we'll look into this. And then that was like five days. And then I followed up on like Thursday or Friday of last week. And I was just like, hey, you know, any update here? I mean, seems like a pretty simple solution to me. You guys scored two golfers wrong, change it. And I mean, this is a small slate. What's the guarantee? Like yeah. 30 grand? They, I mean, they probably came out of pocket for this isn't a bachelor. 
clout for, for payout situations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, then they didn't get back to me. So then I don't know, Monday or Tuesday, I was just like, all right, we'll I'll just escalate this to Twitter. And then they got back to me pretty quickly. <laughs> got and resolved by the end of the day. So, okay. It did get they, resolved. Yeah. They, they adjusted payouts for round one, round two. And I think there was like a minor classic golf payout Delta. That guy. There you go. Uh, I draft naked could buy some clothes now. There you go. I bet. Do you think you were the only person to notice this error? Like, if you never would have said anything, do you think they got a single other email or comment about that? I don't know. That that's a good question. It would be interesting if the, if they did or not. Um, but I, yes, I, I I would only catch the like I track some NFL showdown stuff too. Um, but the way I track that is once all the contests are done, I track the completed. DraftKings contest, which has all the scores in it. So I would never, I would never notice if someone in NFLs, because I don't track them myself in golf. What I do is I take the DraftKings uh, contest and I apply my own scoring to it. Um, and it always matches up this time. It just did not. Well, with the NFL too, there'd just be so many eyes on it um, that there's just no way. I think that glaring of a mistake would slip through the crack, if it was a macro scoring thing, if it took place on an individual lineup, maybe, but if it was like an actual player score was wrong, I just think the market who'd be looking at those things and the way people overanalyze their lineups, I don't even know if that could happen for NFL. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say it, it, it probably wouldn't, it, there's a decent chance it's not going to, no one's going to catch it unless yeah. it impacts like a top 10 lineup. Like, you know, yeah. you're never going to catch it if it's like, oh, I cash or didn't cash. Or maybe someone would because they got yeah. some stat wrong, but it's more likely, more likely to happen in the scenario that I had where it significantly impacted my results and also significantly impacted the, the actual contest because the same rider was in the winning lineup in main slate. He was in the second place lineup on the late slate. So there was a lot of movement at the top of the leaderboards. Yeah. Well, this is why you've earned the uh, the title I'm giving you as the DFS watchdog. You come for the touts. You come for the scoring errors. You're the hero we need in this dark, dark world. It now, sounds so. like a good YouTube title. DFS. Uh, yeah, Watch. that's yeah. what I'm doing. I start to workshop these YouTube titles. We need, now, get those we need the views. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nelson, one question, because I know you got to get out of here. Uh, our friend uh, Dirty Rush asked on Twitter, ask him what his favorite NFT collection is. Even seeing your NFT profile picture, you would not strike me as an NFT, bro. And you certainly wouldn't strike me as someone who still has an NFT as their profile picture. <laughs> I like that NFT. I I don't just because, I don't know, people like to uh, call me a bot from time to time. I, there, I'm sure there's other NFTs that have a bot hat on. Um, but it just seemed, and I, my favorite color is red, you know, um, so it, it just is a perfect encapsulation of, uh, of, um, I guess me in general. Um, so that's, that's, that's why favorite NFT collection. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, hopefully, well, that one's up there. That one's a Robotos. If anyone doesn't know what it is, um, God, I'm trying to think the one I'm drawing a big, big blank on the one that I really want to say for Andy. Cause, uh, there are these stupid ducks we have. God damn, what are those? Oh, the um, sub ducks, are they? No, 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 no. These are okay. way worse. They're way worse. Hang on. <laughs> way worse. <laughs> oh Andy's like, this was Nelson's chance to pump our bags on lulls. You botched it. You botched <laughs> yeah, it, Nelson. This is, this is a brutal, <sighs> a, a brutal failure. I could go. Oh my god. Uh, I got I got like a minute to find this. Hang on. I'm gonna find it. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> Sorry. All right, yeah, this is this is going to be a um, walk. Yeah, Actually, I, I own some NFTs. I mean, sadly, still own NFTs. <laughs> I don't think yeah. anyone is still happy about owning NFTs. Um, uh, oh, Nelson, before lost, we let you go, you do have to weigh so, in on the. I'm not ultimate... going to be able to find it. I don't want to mess up the stream. By uh, um, yeah, way worse than some ducks. That's all I can say. Uh, Nelson, final question for you before you go: uh, Team Run Peer Sports or Team Ship It Nation? I think his video. Oh, think he yeah, he lagged a little bit. Are you back, Nelson? Yeah. This is the most I'm important sorry. question. I, I can't to wake up on us now. I think so. Okay, right. I'm back. He's back. Okay. All right. I need you to answer the question: Team Run Pure Sports or Team Ship It Nation? I'm gonna go with uh, Ship It because the only person I've met 
personally in the industry and either of those spots is uh tambo i really like tambo a lot so um, okay that's there that's, you go that's, that's who i'm uh, attaching my all right train. i wish brian we need a lulz accountant to get the final like scoreboard on who's actually winning this uh public relations it can't uh, be hard there. can't be hard no one answers the question so i'm just surprised there's an answer <laughs> Um, Nelson, appreciate you uh, joining us. People can follow you at Nelson Adcock on Twitter. Got that link down below. We'll also link to Cut Sweats. Uh, appreciate you uh, coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It was a good time. All right, we'll see you, man. All right, see you. All right, Brian, we got a few more minutes yeah. here. If there's any uh, little housekeeping uh, stuff we want to uh, wrap up. But uh, Nelson was a big uh, a big hit, both in the chat, on Twitter. Lots of people excited to uh, to get Nelson on these airwaves. Yeah, people people love Adcock. I, I wouldn't mind talking a little actual golf with him, and I wanted to see uh, what he thought about NFL NFL showdown. Like, if he had, like, I, I, I didn't ask him because we didn't have a lot of time, and I assume yeah. – he probably thinks about the same thing. It's a lot harder now. I mean, yeah. I was thinking like after this last week, Pete, did you play on Monday? Football? Yeah, showdown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and did you see all the like Raiders defense? Yeah, uh, well, Davis won with a run the Sims lineup that had David, what, Raiders defense against the Lions onslaught, and people onslaught, were yeah. very yeah. pissed about that. And, and the Raiders were only like 6% owned, which is one yeah, of the yeah. why you have them, you know, they're just low owned. Like, they can get yeah. zero, fuck. Um <laughs> But the the issue is like the, it was like there was like a ton of dupes with them, mm. and so like th- you know that could be a problem. Just think, just think about it. Like let's say like one lineup has a two hundred thousand dollars like to, that it would win, but then someone else dupes you. Now that goes from two hundred thousand to one hundred thousand, right? Right. I mean, it's a little different. You're talking to a guy who has made t-shirts that say, don't dupe me, bro. I, I understand this concept. Sometimes to I a fault because my dupe, I think threshold is probably too extreme. Although you tell me that maybe it isn't, maybe we got to just keep holding out. And in a hundred years, I'll finally realize my dupe aversion edge. I mean, really no all you're trying to do is find lineups that um, should be duped a lot, but aren't right. You're there not you just trying to get one dupe lineup. That's easy to do. Yeah. Um, but then the more that people are matching you, aka duping you, mm-hmm. it fucking ruins it completely. <laughs> so like, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if we're there yet, but like, I don't. I think that was a slate where you're like, huh? Well, let's. So I'm I'm playing tonight, but like, I'm gonna look again, and so hopefully some crazy shit happens again, and then and then it'll be all over the internet again. We could be like, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Brian, did it break your heart when Nelson went to to update his or aggregate his projections around the industry and he went to brick75.com and there was nothing there for him? Did that make you really, you know, want to commit to being a better PGA content provider? It it did not. It didn't, it didn't <laughs> move the needle. It didn't move the needle. Uh, I just totally, totally forgot. And then someone sent something to my Discord too. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's right. Uh, I barely played. It's not the real season yet anyways in PGA. Uh, these these tournaments are like 100K to first, 20K to second, $25 yeah. entry fee, you know, like that. They're just – they're pushing as hard as they can just to get a winner take all. And it's like whatever. Like, yeah. called fucking so random. And then now it's a winner take all. So it's like I'll win this one every, every 10,000 years. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know if I like this idea from Goose. Just add defensive players to showdown pool and dupe solved. I mean, can you imagine if we had to get in the IDP streets? I don't know if that would solve it, honestly. I think just people are just too good now. Like they're the it wouldn't be that you hard. Would to solve change. it, Brian? Hmm. Assistant to the regional captain. I mean, I would love it if that happened. Um <laughs> I'm not sure that would solve it either at this point. I would I I think changing up the games though is not the worst idea in the world. I really yep. I mean I mean I was talking about this at the beginning of the show, like less opponents is just such a big difference um in in DFS. I mean everyone wants that hundred K, but like you can actually beat five hundred lineups. You can actually beat a thousand lineups. Um yep. you can occasionally get one of these these massive ones, but like that's what everyone's optimizing for. So it's yep. just just a lot harder, even though all the all the donkeys are in them. 
it, at least just something to think about at least, you know? Yeah. So it sounds like the real problem is we need to figure out how do we get the donkeys in these smaller contests <laughs> that if we could crack that riddle, we'd really be cooking with gas. That's that's yes. Speaking, <laughs> that's where the touts come in. That's where the yeah. touts come in, Pete. Get okay. them, right. them into the. I, I think I'm done defending touts. Yeah, you were you. I think you reflexively like to play devil's advocate, and then sometimes you realize I don't even like this position I'm having to make right now. I, it maybe that's true, but like I, I think it, <laughs> I I just hate. I'm just sick of commie bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So I think the chambers come in like you trying to make money. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. How about that? How about you go fuck yourself? I know Nelson's not saying that at all. He's not. He's not a commie, but like uh, I think that's my reflect reflect. Uh, reflexive defensive thing going on there but like i don't know i'm sick of i def, i i'm the only one who else defends the touts as well as i do because they can't defend themselves because they just go yeah but you're a tout fuck you yeah you know what brian it's at we need all these different heroes we need nelson as our dfs watchdog and we need you as the ultimate tout defender <laughs> they'll be like it'll be like a big court case and i'm up on the stand <laughs> You you defending like the entire uh, Red Pure Sports staff <laughs> as like their legal defense. I, love uh, it. I don't know why I'm doing this. Like I'd be like <laughs> the best witness. Um. Well, speaking of making money, people got to check out Brick75.com. We talked a lot about the uh, the draft caddy tool during best ball season, but uh, it's a very helpful tool for. Uh, drafting right now and we actually on the club we were talking andy's been doing a ton of auto drafting for nba stuff and has had a lot of success and um i think too if you're trying to get any volume in right now uh the draft caddy tool for battle royales is a very helpful thing brian you said you jammed in a ton of lineups with it last sunday two sundays ago so last sunday when i was doing my stuff i got a little slower start on sunday i usually do the Battle Royale first, there was 3,000 lineups left, right, to, like, before it filled. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I want to, like, go do something. Come back, like, 30 minutes later, and it's like, boop, filled. I'm like, what the, man? I wish yeah. they would make it a little bigger so you could have an extra hour for DFS guys who also play. But, yeah, yeah you can, like, it's got, like, an extra column for the Battle Royale if you, to show, uh, you could, like, redo the rankings, and it'll show you what your rankings are. Like, you could put ETRs in there. Just yep. down, you could just download ETRs and just upload it right there with no, uh, no changes, and it'll show their ranking, and and draft by that, you know, if, if that's what you want. Uh, yep. I, it should work for NBA too, but I've never tested that. So, and it so I do right. like a bunch of drafts at once and just get them all in on Sunday. And the reason I like it too is so because right now on underdog, you can't toggle back and forth between ranks in ADP. So if you use the caddy as the overlay, you can have the ranks or ADP essentially, or you would have the ranks display if you wanted, or you could do it vice versa, right? You could choose which way you wanted it sorted ADP or ranks, and then use the overlay to show you the other, which I found that helpful because I have been doing a lot of the 12 person drafts and the six person, but like the strategy and the ranks end up being a little different for those. So being able to have the overlay for one to show me the ADP on the other, you know, if I'm using ranks where I'm not wanting to use the same ranks, if that makes sense. So it mm -hmm. is a, a very helpful thing. Brick75.com. Spurious says the browser says the site isn't secure. Trust me, Brian would never do anything with your data. I want that spurious info. <laughs> Need it. It's, it's uh, because I don't have the HDS, the HTTPS. And then when I had my guy turn that on, it broke the whole site. And so instead of paying him, because I don't care, <laughs> well, I just went back to the HTTP. Well, that's, I mean, that's what you say publicly behind closed doors. You confided in me that you kind of like it and it helps your images like the bad boy of DFS being like, <laughs> my site's unsecure. It's dangerous. Come over here. Yes, I do that. Uh, it's a pickup line of sorts. Uh, all right, Brian, we'll get the audio up uh, again. Thanks to Nelson for joining us. Any other stuff on your end? I don't think so. Is there Pete? No. Oh, um, I might do NFL ownership. My okay. own like updated NFL ownership, but I like it. Chat GPT is not, not helping me. So uh -oh. I might not, might not. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get out of here. We'll be back 
uh, Thursday tonight, uh, the ship cast, we're going to have a fun one. Uh, the game isn't going to be fun Steelers versus Titans, but we're going to have uh, JJ late round QB noted Steelers fan and soccer. Dave, the world's foremost Titans fan on the show tonight. So that should be fun. If you want to sweat with us uh, over on ship chasing tonight and then yeah, feel free to slide in our DMS. If you think you'd be a good guest, we recently had someone reach out. This is the only tease I will say. They said they were interested in coming on the show, but they would need to use a, a voice decoder um, because they didn't feel comfortable with their public identity. They haven't responded to my follow-up email. So mm. who knows? Maybe next week, Brian, we get a masked man here on this show. Oh, you know I'm for that. I am uh, I'm all for it. I said no vetting. Just bring them on. <laughs> I did a little bit of vetting, Brian. You, pro you probably should. You probably should. <laughs> Uh, all right, this is Lulz for Brian Hooper. I still have my Halloween name up here. I just realized Peter Pan. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.